A very warm welcome to Mafia Babylon with Eddie at, on Alstrina Station. So a very warm welcome, Eddie. How are you this week? And we're going to be talking about the EU and Eddie's understanding and all his knowledge about the EU. So thank you very much, Eddie, for your show and your time and your understanding about what's going on in the EU. So if you could fill us in and let us know what do you think about the EU? Yeah, the, Euro- the European Union started off with the uh, EEC, which is why we joined it in the first place, but the whole project in general has now become up to a federal system, which is no- none of us uh, joined to become. And if we knew it, the EEC wouldn't exist. So it's really um, a long-term plan to take over Europe and federalize it, which is what none of the countries in the European Union uh, wanted in the first place, but they became that way over time. The UK joined in 1972 and uh, fully in then with 1973 and we did the same thing because they did it, so we just went along with them really. And uh, But now, because they're leaving, we're, we're going to be the only English-speaking country in the European Union, but all of our links are really outside Europe. And our government just doesn't seem, and our media and most business, really have no interest in leaving the EU. In fact, I'd say, Ireland is totally in love with the EU. Um, one of the politicians and the media tells us that every day, that most Irish people are loving the EU and want to stay in that. Um, why do you think that is? Considering, you know, with um, Lisbon and the Nice Treaty, the Irish voted out both times, and people say, oh, that's nothing to do with the EU. They seem very much in love with it. Take us on this journey. How did this happen? Um, so 1973, most like all the time through that, nobody really knew that they were in this EEC. And I think you pointed out last week, it was mainly when the money changed, people started to kind of see big difference. Um, and then people have fallen in love with it, from where they would have been quite anti-it. What's happened? And even Sinn Féin were very anti-EU, and they are such a pro-EU party now. Yeah, back in the 1973 when we joined, like, we were pretty much a poor enough country, but like we had um, you know, we had solid culture back then and we there was nothing like a homeless crisis like we have now, which is deliberate, there was nothing like that. Everyone was a community teacher and then all of a sudden, like we, in, in some ways we kind of lived, we were infiltrated with communism with the power the church had. But see, the European Union is a communist system, so we're just, we're just, this, this is even worse than the church ever was, you know? Yeah. And this has caused more harm to Ireland. It's taken our seas, it's taken our resources, it's taken away our currency, it's taken away our culture, it's downgraded our culture. It's done, it's done to all, all of the European states, but like, at the end of the day, most Irish still want, uh, believe that Ireland is their country. It hasn't been their country since they joined the European Union. It's a state in a union. That's the difference between a state and a country. Countries have borders, they make their own laws, they're sovereign, states aren't. I think there was an awful lot of warning, I think, with the Lisbon and Nice Treaty. I, I do remember people saying, you know, if we sign this, we lose our own country, become like um, part, as you said, a state, like a state like America, we're going to be a state of Europe. Um, and I do think a lot of people were, were warning of that. But for some reason, the Irish seem to like that. They they do the most majority, even in media and stuff, 
love the idea of losing their culture, their heritage. It's quite a strange thing because I did always grow up believing that the Irish are proud, that we were a proud nation, proud of who we are, but it doesn't seem like that, does it? Today they seem to be very complicit compared to before. When they were together, like they wouldn't have taken this, but the divide and conquer system has been there throughout the European Union and it was, we were infiltrated with multiculturalism instead of, you know, and it's not it's worked to a point but it's not working at the speed um they're coming like the corporations are coming too fast and they're building up and they're doing their own thing and then we have all this massive uh, we, we've all those uh, multi-masses then they're employing and bringing people from other countries here they're using here as their own base and they're not even employing the irish people as much yeah i believe it's quite hard for irish people to get jobs actually in google and places like that, they're hiring mainly non-Irish, which is quite shocking. They should be made, like all major companies that are non-Irish should be made, hire a certain amount of the indigenous race. Like, I don't even know why that isn't a thing in Ireland. It's kind of shocking that they're like, come here and they don't have to hire a percentage. I can't see that happening in any other country like Middle East or anywhere else in china and japan i can't imagine them allowing you to do something like that well like if you're a tourist in another country and you you go you're, you're there to visit places you're not going to be charged a higher rate for being a tourist than a citizen it's like so why but it's the opposite here we're we're importing others when we, we should be we, we should be employing our own here our own citizens and our own citizens will be sent off from this island and they're voluntarily leaving when they shouldn't be voluntarily leaving. Uh, there, it doesn't seem any home for them and I, I don't blame people leaving anymore because it doesn't seem like their home. Like I had to leave where I'm from in Ireland which is Dublin because I didn't feel Dublin was Irish and I didn't feel I belonged in it anymore. It's more my area more non-Irish and particularly Islamic, the area where I, I would have shopped and stuff and it's just very uncomfortable to live there now. You go into the shops like Dundrum and there's more Muslims than there is Irish and I don't feel at home. I feel like I'm living in a different country. I don't feel they have anything to do with me. I have anything in common with them and I don't feel comfortable and that's just reality. Just don't. I had to move counties to feel comfortable in my surroundings. Yeah, and like it's also not nice when you know. It used to be, it used to be nice when you would like visit another county in Ireland and you would hear the accent in another county. But now you're hearing a foreign language. I mean, that's not their fault. We are not. But it's just like you know, you. It'd be nice if this were we all spoke the same language, but it's just it's not the way it seems to be going. Our, our counties now are speaking like totally different languages, and it's not nice to hear. That they speak well it's not even you, they're, they're just all non-irish but um yeah it, it, there's no there's no stopping to this and it's destruction of each and every area you go in there's certain areas of of dublin in particular there's no irish in it i mean i, I was talking to a girl she was living in luke and she sent her child to school and it was the only i have no problem with different colors but that child was the only white child in the class and she said white as if um, Irish people are now beginning, and even I said it there, we're beginning to identify ourselves as white, not even Irish. And that's crazy. I went to church in Dublin and the particular church I went to, I was the only white <laughs> Irish person. There was another white person, but I was the only white Irish, which is kind of weird that we're even 
saying these words before we would have just identified ourselves as Irish. But it is, you are becoming a minority and it, it is uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. But this has been done on purpose. That We have been replaced. We are. We are. But why, why are we so tolerant about it is the thing. Like, I mean, why are, the, why are we allowing these companies to even stay here if they're replacing us? Why, we're, we're perfectly um, able to do the, many of the positions they're looking for, but they don't want us in there. Why? Because they want, they, want, they want cheap labor. I mean, why should we be using this island as a base for them, you know? If they don't like the island, if they don't like the laws here, if they're not going to respect the constitution, why, why should we, we continue to allow this? But it's our government that is doing it because they get paid to do this. So they get paid by the EEC to take them in. So it makes more sense for them and the companies to make money by the by the EU, sorry. Um, and they get paid to do this. So like you have people, non-essential workers coming in from Pakistan and different places in Africa working in little. This is ridiculous when there's high unemployment in those areas. But they're taking in people from countries because they're getting paid to take them in, which is non-essential workers, which is absolutely crazy where there's high unemployment, um, but they don't care. And then they're being given put first on the council housing, put first in schooling. It's ridiculous. The whole thing is ridiculous. It's not just that, but you also have these like um, businesses here that claim that they're Irish businesses, you know, with all these Irish names and everything, but like... There's not one Irish person working in them, so I mean, like, what, what kind of a contradiction is that to the island, you know? Yeah. But even worse, you go into Dublin and you go into a tourist, um, a tourist shop, and even the tourist tours, none of them are actually Irish. You, the odd person is Irish in it. Majority of them are from other countries, and there's nothing wrong with that. But that's a job that should be given to the Irish. That's non-essential work, and particularly tours about Ireland should be given by Irish people. Now I have nothing against Polish, Eastern Europeans or wherever, but it's ridiculous that these jobs are being given out when they're not essential. And certainly you go in and you expect if I go to France and I go on a tour in France, I'd expect a French person to give me a tour, not an Irish person. Well, yeah, the tourist industry in every country should be run by whatever culture is in that country. I mean, and, and I mean, Amer- Americans are even seen and now they're coming over here not as much now due to the COVID-19, but when they were coming over here, they were asking, like, where, where are all the Irish and all these hotels? Yeah. You know, because uh, that, that was one of the main industries that was re- really overheated with, um, um, you know, people from other countries, which is not really their fault. They're only coming over with a better life and they're living in these hotels and they're doing a good job and all that. But I mean, at the end of the day, the tourism industry depends on, you know, they want to, they want to see the culture of whatever country they're coming from. Absolutely. I mean, what's the point of travelling all the way across? And a lot of these Americans do try to go back and see their ancestry home. But to see, and there's nothing, as you said, wrong with these people. They're only just coming in and it makes sense for them to come in. But they're non-essential workers. There's so many Irish people that could do that job and should be doing that job and are on the dole instead, which is ridiculous. But they come in and, yeah, as you said, many, when I lived outside Dublin they used to come in and say god we were in Dublin we hadn't met one not even Dubliner we didn't see an Irish person in Dublin and that's how bad it's got and I said yeah Dubliners we don't live in the centre anymore we live outside the centre 
we don't even like going into our, our city anymore because it's not comfortable for us. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, I even, when I, even when I visited uh, New York there before, like I went into an Irish bar over there to see what an Irish bar looked like in there, but and, and, I, and I was served by an Irish person, which I didn't like, you know, I would, I would prefer to be served by an American who was from there in an Irish bar, you know? Like, Dublin is just not even Dublin anymore, there is nothing left. Um, and this really started, I think it might have been four or five years ago, I remember walking as it was really beginning to, not beginning to change, the change had really hit in, it's well settled in now. And it really hit me and it was really sad. There was no Irish, there was no Irish sounds, there was no Irish people, there was nothing that I grew up with that was left. And it really upset me, I remember walking through Dublin City and there was nothing that was Irish left. It had all, I really am the foreigner and it just hit me, I am the foreigner now in my own country and there is no way back from this. I can't ever see this being able to turn around because it's just too much and it can never, the, the indigenous race were such a tiny population, we could never ever have Ireland as an Irish country again, particularly Dublin. It can never be a Dublin again. Of The Dublin of my childhood is well and gone buried and it will never be again. And that was quite sad. None of our music, none of our sounds or music, even the streets. The Dublin of my, my childhood had completely gone and there is no way to go back to that. It can never be. And, and that is quite a, is obviously a very sad thing. And it's not somewhere I want to be. And I don't, I think a lot of Dubliners feel like that. They may not want to say it, but they're not going to live in Dublin. You're going to find most Dublin moving more to the country, to rural areas, to get away from it. Because it's not comfortable. It's not culture. You do feel like a foreigner living in your own land in your own city it's not your city so yeah so anyway yeah the eu this was all their plan so tell us about like how when this really became well, it was it was the nice treaty really that started everything off and we said no but we got the wrong answer when we were forced to vote again and then there is the same happened to this i mean after the nice treaty people should have said hang on a second we said no People should have been stopped being complicit after the Nice Treaty. And then the Lisbon Treaty, then, then we went into the Eurozone, which was the biggest mistake of all, because we just that's when our culture started to break down. And then after that, we did the Lisbon Treaty, we said no again, and we got the wrong answer and went to vote again. So, I mean, like we, we've said no many times, and it's the same, we, we had no say then within the financial crash, whether we wanted to pay all the, this debt back that would belong to other countries. We had no say in that, we didn't even have to say whether we wanted to pay that or not, we, we were forced to pay it anyway. So and, and and then you have the, you have the seas taken away. All 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 the sea all, all the fisheries have been have been raped from the European Union. Well over two hundred billion, which is the, the debt they gave us, and we're just still complying with all this. Why? We I mean when we were when we were part of the Euro, uh, the United Kingdom, we held something like thirteen percent of Westminster. In in Brussels, no, we only have something like one percent. People are just okay with it. They, they seem still like I mean, I think there's a lot of Irish, particularly Sinn Fein and all that. They're still very anti-British and you know get the Brits out and all that sort of stuff, but bring everybody in 
as long as they're not British. We don't care what country they come from or, you know, if they're part of the, you know, the EU. That's a great thing. They love the EU for some strange reason. And Sinn Féin, who are very anti, are very much in love with the whole EU. But why, why, why are we so anti-British still? Like, I mean, it's not the British people today that were our enemy. It was the British people before who were all gone. You know, they're gone within history. It wasn't the people today that were our enemy. Most of our trade is still with the United Kingdom today. So, I mean... And you you have all these Irish people as well. And they're following English uh, English football teams and all the rest of it. And they're following everything that's going on, all the sports and everything that's going on, all the soaps, everything. And they're still anti-British. I mean, this just makes absolutely no sense. It's completely hypocritical. As you said, our trade and everything, and in fact, they're probably our closest allies. If anything really happened, it's important that we have a good relationship with Britain because they probably are the only ones who will step in. Even when we owed all that money to the EU, it was the British who bailed us out. But the Irish, they like to forget that and kind of still kind of, oh, the EU are fabulous, the British are bad, bad, bad. And it's the same old story. They, they refuse to actually see the facts that actually we need a close relationship and we have a close relationship we can't get rid of that historically for trade many reasons we need to have a close relationship with Britain well, we seem to have this mentality here that just because we had a bad history with British who were not the British today but British in history um, we can we can America can come here European can come here China can come here anyone else can come here and destroy here but not British they refuse to see that the EU is worse than the British you it's like um, you know oh we're independent country we got away from Britain and it's like yeah we're not we're part of the EU we're not an independent country and you, and you also have a lot of um, former USSR countries that are now in the European Union saying that the USSR was even better than this yeah. and they're, they're, they're actually even thinking of leaving you know so what does that say <laughs> you know they're, they're seeing the same thing repeat themselves again they're saying this isn't this isn't gonna work you know they, yeah. they were here already before within the USSR and it didn't work and it collapsed and they're saying the European Union is even worse than the USSR was. And a lot of those countries, like you look at Hungary and a lot of Eastern European countries which stood up to immigration even though they stayed in the EU, they said no we're not taking any, um, especially Hungary, I think they, they said they'd take in Ukraine and the reason why their culture was similar and they could take in them, but they weren't taking in any African or Muslim countries because it wouldn't fit in into theirs. And the EU are trying to really force that on them and give them different um, penalties for not doing that. Uh, it, it, it's where the European Union works like it's, it's becoming a point where we just can't afford to be part of the European Union anymore. You know, that's that's how it's becoming. It's like it's just like like we, we can't afford to live in our own country anymore, we can't afford to be the part of the European Union anymore. So what do we do? We just keep going or do we do we do, do we try and take our power back? You have a lot of people you have you have a lot of people like you have loads of entrepreneurs, you have loads of business people, you have loads of people that are, that, that want to set up their own businesses but they just can't afford it because of all the mass regulations and these added regulations over and over and over again. And that's deliberately been done to shut down the small businesses for the big businesses to take over. Silly people in Ireland who actually love the EU and our media and our government and our business really think the EU is fabulous and I think even the younger generation have been trained to think the EU is fabulous. Um, I My only hope is that the EU will collapse and the reason being is that countries like Italy will pull out of the EU and that is my only hope. I have no hope for Ireland um, because of the way I've seen Dublin and I've seen Dubliners love EU. The whole county is destroyed. 
Dublin City is not an Irish city and they don't even care. In fact, I think they quite enjoy this bullshit label of multicultural, which really means non-Irish. There's just no Irish there. Multicultural is an absolutely bullshit word for, for just the destruction of the Irish heritage and the Irish culture. Yeah, like it was all it was all really done after we joined the Euro, Euro, Eurozone. That was it. The Eurozone really done it. I mean, the, Euro, the European Union is good as a peace project, you know, and trading with each other. That's great. Free trade is brilliant. But, like, as soon as the laws and regulations came in, that was it. Like, it started to destroy itself from within, you know? And it's like, it used to be a bottom-up system which built up Europe after World War II. That was brilliant. But then it started to become a top-down system and it just literally destroyed everything within what Europe stood for, what every country stood for. And that's where we are now, like we're saying, well, what do you want? Do you want a state or a country? And most people still think we're a country, but we're not, we're a state. Yeah, but I, I don't even think most of them care, which is the scary thing. That's why my only hope is that Italy and Hungary and places like that who are standing up to the EU that it will collapse itself um, and that is my only hope I don't have any hope because I don't really think the Irish people like being Irish anymore they love this multicultural bullshit label um, that, and they like even calling themselves you even hear Irish people calling themselves Europeans when years ago did you ever hear Irish people saying oh I'm a European it was always they were Irish Never heard Irish people saying they were European. In fact, a lot of them would say we were going to Europe. But then, and then, like, if Ireland was playing uh, England in a football match or whatever, like, they'd be all about Ireland, you know? They'd be all saying, oh, I'm Irish, you know what I mean? Like, they're just picking and choosing as, as they go along, you know? And it's just absolute madness. I mean, at the end of the day, like, you have your ethnicity, you have your history. Uh, why would you give it all away for nothing? Why should one generation give it away when the, all the other generations in history didn't give it away? Yeah, actually, there's something in our constitution that no generation could actually sign that it off. I think it's it's in our constitution that it doesn't belong to any one generation, and that we couldn't actually sign ourselves into the EU. It would be null and void. That's actually in our constitution somewhere, because they kept chipping and chipping away at the constitution, so it's literally water now. All the stuff that they wrote down to try and protect what we're doing, what's happening now, it's all being watered down. Yeah, I mean, we have a duty as a, con uh, as, a as a country, which is what we're supposed to be, or even as an ethnicity, to hold on to that ethnicity, just like any other country do. I mean, Poland is a perfect example. Poland got destroyed in 100 years three times, and now they're, they, they've got their country back. Where like lots of other, it's happened in Africa, it's happened in Kenya, it's happened in loads of places. But today, you just don't. They're starting to care, especially the young ones. They're just wired. They grew up in the eurozone. They've grown up with technology, and they're just now wired to protect their own roots. They don't even want to know their roots. In fact, most of them are so happy to be this multicultural thing that they see anything to do with Ireland is backwards because they think it's all, it was all to do with the church and it was all depressing and it's all backwards. This wayward thinking is that you're going to end up in this wonderful, you know, utopia orange where there's, everybody is all different colours and you're all different religion and you all live happily together and there's nobody who's celebrating Irishness. You're celebrating 
human beings. It's all, it's this completely insanity that the schools have pushed down their throats and they actually believe this. Yeah, well, you live happily ever after if you integrate together, but it's like, that's not happening. It's happening to a point that some people, some people are fine to integrate, but like, some people pick and choose who they want to integrate as well. And some people just come here for a job and they don't want anything besides just work you know I mean why should those people be allowed to become citizens if they're only here to work and then they should be only here with some sort of a contract you know they shouldn't be allowed to become citizens if they didn't even integrate or they don't have any interest within the culture or the, or the history of the state I don't think anybody should be allowed to come here I mean my opinion is unless I mean unless you're an essential worker and that you can really you know your job that that the Irish can't do or that there isn't enough of us to do then fair enough I don't think that we should be obviously we have to take in a certain amount of refugees who are genuine refugees who are either Christians in danger in Islamic countries or women in Islamic countries real refugees with real running away not taking in Muslims who are leaving Muslim countries they're not in danger why take them out of a Muslim country when they only want to bring in Islam into Ireland? What is the point? Why should we be allowing all, all foreign nationals to, to dictate what should be here and having their own schools and everything? It's ridiculous. The whole thing is insane. And it just means that you've watered down Ireland so it is no longer Irish, which is what they want. A non-Irish country and that's exactly that's exactly what's happened everything's been watered down now and you have these watered down people claiming they're Irish citizens but like what's going to happen so like when those people uh, are, are going to start being called a racist are they going to go back home to their own country then because they're not going to be able to take it anymore because they're, they're even though they claim the Irish citizenship though and now they're, they're racist because they, they think um, their own people from their own countries they're not here as well because you have you have a lot of people here from other countries and they're saying well I think there's enough people from my country here, you know. You should protect your own culture as well and your own your own resources, your own people. What? Your own people at all. You're putting us first. And that's what the government is. Sure, a lot of Africans have even had enough of other Africans coming in. They came here to get away from all that. And they're like saying, why is your government allowing this? Our government wouldn't allow this. Our government doesn't give this amount of jobs away to other countries, even in Africa. Never mind to Europeans. Why is your, your country doing this? Why is your government doing this? And I'm like, I don't know. And everything they try to get away from is following them. And they've worked, a lot of these that I know have worked really hard to get here. And not even that I agree that most of them should even have come over here or should be allowed over here, but they're here. And a lot of the ones are working hard and they're great and whatever. I mean, I think that's besides the point. I don't think they should be here, but the fact is that they're here and they're even complaining saying look there's just too much this is why i left africa not for it to follow me and all the problems with africans to follow me because your government is doing nothing about it at least our government would stomp down on crime but your government's too afraid to do anything yeah they're just they can't understand why the irish are looking after themselves you know which is what they did in history and which is what they did to build america they looked after each other but at home they seem to be just their, wor their worst enemy and other other ethnicities that are coming here and you know they're just fitting in they, they're, they're saying the same thing to us you know they're saying well if you're not going to do it like there's going to be more of us coming and more of us coming then what i mean even i've talked to some english and they're like they cannot believe that the Irish 
are just so laid back about the whole thing. They couldn't care less that the country is gone and it's been destroyed. They're like, of all the nations, everyone would have thought that it was the Irish who will stand up to it. But the Irish are the most compliant to the whole thing and most happy that their country is being destroyed. Which I don't know. I was, like, I was talking to some an English woman during the week and I said, I don't know, people say maybe it's the fluoride in the water. Who knows what it is. But Maybe it is. But even like the asylum, uh, the asylum system, why do we have them if 90% of them fail and they don't leave? I mean, it's those people that are, that, that are failing the system and they're not leaving. They're the ones who are putting the burden on the ones that do need help. Of course we want to help asylum seekers. Of course we want to help asylum seekers. Of course we, we want to keep paying foreign aid for all these people that are trying to flee war within the worst parts of the world. But if we had 90% of them failing the system after years of being here and they're not leaving, then why are they not being, 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 being interviewed? Why is the media not interviewing them instead of calling all of us Irish people racists? Because we're we see this, what's wrong? Why even have a system so for all racists? But even as I say to, to a lot of people, like when all this goes wrong, and it will go wrong, and it has gone wrong, they all have homes to go to. They can all, they are all still citizens of their own countries. They can all fly back to their countries and be safe, and possibly get a job, and live their lives, and pay. And he will take all the money he's made in Ireland, and he will create his life over there, which is, you know, and as most foreigners will do that, and I'm not blaming that. But we don't have a place to go. When all this goes wrong, and it is, and has gone wrong, we have nowhere else to go. This is our only home. We can't show up in Africa, or Eastern Europe, and say, say, um, can we move in? Because they're not gonna take us in. Why should they? Why would they well, want we to? We don't have a place to go, and that's, the problem, and we're paying foreign aid to these other to, to the rest of the world, which does need our help. But what are we getting back? We're, we're destroying our own people. We, we have citizens here being treated worse. So what's going to happen with these citizens? We're going. To, what is going to happen when these asylum seekers become citizens? And they just what what a lot of them are doing is saving up money to try and get home. Like and I know the Irish did that. But they will. They will take all the money out, which they can, and they'll buy their own homes in Africa and a lot of Africans and Eastern Europe and wherever, and they will do that, which is fair enough. But the thing is, where does that leave us? We can't go anywhere. We've been left a country that will be bankrupt with mostly Irish homeless, so they'll be uneducated as well because they're mainly putting the foreigners first for their educations. Um, and even the asylum seekers are giving them free college grants and free everything. So they're pushing all of them in. And then we'll eventually, once the whole country has collapsed, we'll have a home to go to. So they're not going to stay in a destroyed state of Europe. They'll either go into another state of Europe or they will leave. They will leave and go back to their own country. But we don't have a place, and that is the problem. We have nowhere to go. Don't, and we're just a small country, and it's our duty to protect that country. And if it does, if, if it doesn't suit one generation, well, that's that's tough. They didn't do anything to keep to, to they, they, they didn't do anything to get their way. You know, they have to show that they can get their they, they have to show that they can protect the country to get their way. Instead, they just want to be granted everything to get their way. I don't know. I can't see a way back. I mean, I think. You know, this country will collapse and is collapsing. Um, because it was such a small population, there is no way 
that we will reach money again and with the coronavirus everything will collapse and most people will leave um, and will have taken the money that they've made from Ireland and leave and set up in their own home which is fair enough because they can buy you know big big houses in their own countries and whatever but as I said that is just gonna leave us in a destroyed country with nothing um, and hopefully the EU will kick us out that will probably be the best thing that happens if we go crash bang but more than likely they'll just take us over and use it as flooding flooding um, as a stepping ground for other countries they will kind of filter other foreigners in African African Euro is not what Bono called it and that's what he was saying because um, Europe is apparently an aging population so it's great that we have all these young African men that they can take in and that was Bono's idea it's going to be a new Euro Afro I think he's what he called it and that is their plan Ireland will be a filtering ground for them to go into another country yeah but that's another thing like what did he like what do people like Bono have? Well, what do they have to say what goes on this island? That guy made his, made, made his fortune from the troubles in the north, and then he moved over to America and made even more. He, he, was, he never even did it. And all the empty properties he has in this island that could be housing the most vulnerable people. I mean, why in the name of God do we even give these people airtime here anymore? Yeah. I mean, he's never done anything for the Irish people. Not a thing. He's, he talks about Africa and how great all these young men is and we can take them all in it's fantastic but no he, he doesn't care about the irish homeless never mentions them dying on the streets i don't know how many in the last two winters have died on the streets nobody they barely even get any airtime. women and children on the streets no not enough food not even a tent living on the side of the doors people dying nobody cares yeah, he seems to be okay about that, you know, even though it's happening in his own country and he's going on about Africa. I mean, geez, Africa don't have the cold weather like we do. Some parts of it do, but, you know, Africa's a pretty, uh, Africa's a continent with, like, over 50 countries. We're only a small little island. Yeah. You know, and that's, and that's, a, that's what people seem to forget, you know. We don't have the kind of climate there where we can survive outside for long, you know. A lot of African countries do. I mean, I don't know if I had a choice being homeless in Africa or Ireland, I'd certainly pick Africa. Ireland's a cruel, cold place. Cold, the damp, lashing, raining, and then people drunk falling on you, people lighting you on fire. Like, horrible things happens to them. It's a very dangerous place. Two or three winters ago, it was a really cold winter, and I had loads of tents, and I went around and I gave tents because they had uh, emergency um, soup places set up because it was really bad and people, there was quite a few died that, that winter. Nothing done. These were the Dubliners themselves set up these places where they were trying to feed children, women and men on the streets. Children were going to school with no food. And we were taking in foreigners and housing them and giving them free fridges when the Irish people were dying on the streets. And Irish Dubliners were going in and people like myself and other people, all, mostly Dublin, do much more than me. I only gave tents. But like, you know, out there feeding them. Heartbreaking stuff. Absolutely heartbreaking. And, you know, I think at the time uh, Leo was in and he basically said that it was all mainly to do with drugs. I talked to a lot of homeless in Dublin was not to do with drugs. Some of them were bad situations, some of them had grown up in homes and been kicked out and 
lots of situation, but it wasn't all to do with drugs. And it was a very ignorant statement of his. And even his statement, his anti-Irish statement, where more non-Irish pay taxes than the Irish. Like, it was disgusting having a leader that absolutely hated the Irish race. Same as Micheál Martin, uh, national ideas backwards. These are the type of people running the country. This is why we're in such a bad state. They're electing us running the country. And I mean, another, another thing is these charities. Like, we have, like, something, one charity per homeless person. What are we doing with all these charities? How are they a charity? Do we need 10,000 charities in the country when we've got 10,000 people? It's, well, we will continue on this EU chat next week because uh, we didn't really get into the bones, but we started it off. It's a passionate talk. It's, uh, it's sad times for Ireland and it's definitely things are changing. So we will continue it on next week. But thank you so much for your information, Eddie. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. Share, share, share. And everybody, subscribe. Alatrina, www.alatrina.org, subscribe and share, share, share. No problem, thanks so much. Thanks a million for, for coming on and telling us. And next week we'll get more into the bones of the EU. Thank you so much for listening.